ಯಶೋಧನಾಂದನ ವ್ರಜ ಜನರಾಂಜನ ಯಶೋಧನಾಂದನ ವ್ರಜ ಜನರಾಂಜನ ಯಶೋಧನಾಂದನ ವ್ರಜ ಜನರಾಂಜನ ಯಶೋಧನಾಂದನ ವ್ರಜ ಜನರಾಂಜನ ಜಮುನಾ ತೀರ ವನ ಚಾರಿ ಜಮುನಾ ತೀರ ವನ ಚಾರಿ ಜಮುನಾ ತೀರ ವನ ಚಾರಿ ಜಮುನಾ ವನ ಚಾರಿ ಜೈ ರಾಗ ಮಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ವಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧ ಮಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ವಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧ ಮಾಧವ ಹೇ ಗೋಪಿ ಜನ ಬಲ್ಲಭ ಗಿರಿಭರ ದಾರಿ ಜಯ ಗೋಪಿ ಜನ ಬಲ್ಲಭ ಗಿರಿಭರ ದಾರಿ ಜಯ ಗೋಪಿ ಜನ ಬಲ್ಲಭ ಗಿರಿಭರ ದಾರಿ ಜಯ ಗಿರಿಭರ ಯಶೋಧನಾಂದನ ವ್ರಜ ಜನರಾಂಜನ ಯಶೋಧನಾಂದನ ವ್ರಜ ಜನರಾಂಜನ ಯಶೋಧನಾಂದನ ವ್ರಜ ಜನರಾಂಜನ ಜಮುನಾ ತೀರ ಚಾರಿ ಜಮುನಾ ಜಯ ರಾಧ ಮಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧ ಮಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧ ಮಾಧವ ಹರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧ ಮಾಧವ ಕುಂಜ ಬಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯ ಗೌರಾನಿತಾ ಜಯ ಗೌರಾನಿತಾಯಿ ಗೌರಾನಿತಾಯಿ ಜಯ ಗೌರಾನಿತಾಯಿ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಗೌರಾನಿತ ಜಯ ಜಗನ್ನತ ಜಯ ಜಗನ್ನತ ಜಯ ಬಲದೇವ ಜಯ ಸುಭದ್ರ ಜಯ ಜಗನ್ ಜಯ ಸುಭದ್ರ ಜಯ ರಾಧ ಬಲ್ಲಭ ರಾಧ ಬಲ್ಲಭ ರಾಧ ಬಲ್ಲಭ ಶ್ರೀರಾಧೆ ಜಯ ರಾಧ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ ಜಯ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ ಜಯ ಪ್ರಭು ಪದ 
जय गुरुदेवा जय गुरुदेवा जय गुरुदेवा जय गुरुदेवा जय जय ओम विष्णुपाद परमहंस प्रभाचार्य सुसत शिशुमद ऐसी भक्ति वेदांता स्वामी शिल प्रभुपाद की जय अनंत कोटि वैष्णवृंद की जय नाम आचार्य शिल हरिदास ठाकुर की जय प्रेम श्री कहो श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधा शिवसादि गौर भक्तविंद की जय श्री श्री राधा कृष्ण श्याम कुंड राधा कुंड गिरि गोवर्धन की जय ब्रजभूमि वृंदावन धाम की जय मायापुर नवदीप धाम की जय गंगमाई की जय यमुनामाई की जय तुलसी देवी की जय भक्ति देवी की जय ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवतम की जय शिशि गौनिताई की जय शिशि राध वल्लभ की जय जगन्नाथ बलदेव सुभद्र देवी की जय गौर प्रेमानंदी ओल गोरिश टू दिम्बल दिबोटी सरे कृष्ण ओल गोरिश टू दिम्बल दिबोटी सरे कृष्ण ओल गोरिश टू दिम्बल कृष्ण नमा विष्णुपदाय कृष्णपस्ताय भूत स्मृतमा कृष्ण कृष्णाम नमा विष्णुपदाय कृष्णपस्तापस्तमस्ते सरस्वतीदेवी गौरव ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय सो वी रीडिंग फ्रॉम कैंटो सेवन चैप्टर सेवन टेक्स नंबर लेवन वट प्रहलाद लैंड इन द वूम सो रिपीट आफ्टर मी इतिहाय इंद्र देवऋषि मानय वाच अनंतप्रिय भक्त परिक्रमा दिव्युक्तस्तुवाद्रो स्तंभ्यांद्रो देवऋषि मानवचि मानायन वनंत प्रिया भक्तियानात प्रिया भक्तियना परिक्रमाए दिव्यो परिक्रमाए दिव्यमुक्तस्तंभ्यायुक्तस्तंभ्यायुक्तस्तंभ्यायुक्तस्तंभ्याय परिक्रमाय दिव्यमयो प्रभुस इतियुक्ता तंबियाइंदु इतिमाल्ती माहंदु तहा 
celestial kingdom. I repeat after me. When the great king, the, when the great saint, Narad Muni, Heth has spoken, King Indra, being respectful to Narad's word, immediately released my mother. Because of my being, a devotee of the Lord, all the demigods circumulated her. Then they returned to their celestial kingdom. Prepared by Prabhupada. Although King Indra and the other demigods are exalted personalities, they were so obedient to Narad Muni that King Indra immediately accepted Narad Muni's words concerning Prahlad Maharaj. This is called understanding by the Parampara system. Indra and the demigods did not know that a great devotee was in the womb of Katyadu, the wife of Hiranyakashipu, but they accepted the authoritative statements of Narad Muni and immediately offered their respect to the devotee by circumulating the woman in whose womb he was living. To understand God and the devotee by the Parampara system is the process of knowledge. There is no need to speculate about God and his devotees. One should accept the statement of a bona fide devotee and thus try to understand. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much. Welcome today to this class. I'll try to actually speak a few words. Please empower me so I can say something. Mercy of the Vaishnavas are very important. So in this verse, I'll read the translation again. When the great Saint Narad Muni had has spoken, King Indra being respectful to Narad's word, immediately released my mother. Because of my being a devotee of Lord, all the demigods accumulated her. Then they returned to their celestial kingdom. Srila Prabhupada, one thing he says, talks about is the parampara system. So I thought, taking that word, I'm going to speak a little bit on that according to whatever my knowledge is. And the best way is to actually find whatever Srila Prabhupada has spoken and then we try to repeat that. And I'll try to add a little bit of So this is what Srila Prabhupada said. This is one of his instructions. Uh, he said that, if you feel at all indebted to me, we are all indebted to Srila Prabhupada, right? So he said, if you feel at all indebted to me, then you should preach vigorously like me. So that is Srila Prabhupada's instruction. These are his words. I'm just repeating his words. So we should preach. And if you are indebted to him, because that's what Srila Prabhupada came to give us, to everybody. He did not come here for his own benefit. Srila Prabhupada left Brindavan. What is Brindavan? The ban is the forest. When actually, when we retire, when we take banaprast, you know, we go and live in the forest. That's the process. Prabhupada was in Vrindavan. He didn't need, not come, need to come to this world, but he came for us. He not only gave his, you know, last part of his life, but in certain advanced age, after the age of 70, he came to the West. For what? To preach. He gave everything, his body, his health, everything for that. So we, as his followers, we are indebted to him. None of us would be here 
And most of us wouldn't have any idea about Krishna if it wasn't for Srila Prabhupada. Am I right or not? So we are indebted to him and Srila Prabhupada said, if you feel a little bit indebted to me, then please preach. What does preaching mean? So we have to actually understand what does preaching mean. Preaching doesn't mean only sitting here and speaking like this. Preaching means living in a way that others can learn from you. Being a nice devotee, so somebody says that, oh, that's a Hare Krishna devotee. They are nice people. Just a little bit of appreciation, you know, this is everyone can do that. Putting on a tilak, you know, when you're going shopping, you know, why not? Put on tilak and they go and people will say, oh, that's a Hare Krishna going there. Just by chanting Krishna's name, they make benefit. These are different, very simple way of preaching. But we all can do preaching. I asked my god brother, what does preaching mean? He said, just being a, being part of his cone is preaching. Just by being a Hare Krishna devotee, people can say that you are a Hare Krishna devotee, you are preaching. That's how simple it becomes. That is the proper way to repay me. Srila Prabhupada is saying, so how do you want, if you want to repay Prabhupada, how do you repay him? By preaching. Of course, no one can repay the depth of a spiritual master. We should not even think that we can pay. Uh, repay the debt of the spiritual master. I was listening to His Holiness Tamal Krishna Goswami Maharaj and he said that devotees think they are saving their spiritual master. Actually the spiritual master is always saving the devotees, the disciples. How? Because he's the one who is taking him, the disciples to the lotus feet of Krishna. But the spiritual master is very pleased by such an attitude of by the disciple. So this is the most important thing. When the devotee gets pleased, Krishna gets pleased and that is the secret of the whole. Uh, so how do you please the Krishna? By pleasing the devotees, by pleasing the spiritual master. Our only business to be fixed up in devotional service by pleasing the spiritual master. These are the words of Prabhupada, I'm just reading this. The real ocean of mercy is Krishna. Understand that? The ocean of mercy is Krishna. And it is the duty of the spiritual master to tell the disciple to come to that ocean and be happy. So this is the secret of happiness. The spiritual master's duty is to lead the disciple to this ocean. So Krishna, if you want happiness, and that is what everyone is hankering after, everyone is running after, doesn't matter how much money you have got, how much wealth you have got, you know, all the material possession, it does not make people happy. There are a lot of millionaires and their life is miserable. Isn't that right? You hear about all those people who are so rich, they commit suicide, they're into drugs and all those things. These things does not give happiness. Real happiness is to be who is most happy? So if you want happiness, you go to Krishna because he is the... What does Rama means? Ocean of bliss. So if you want to go, you want to have that ocean, uh, that bliss, then you go to Krishna. Bhakti Vinod Thakur has sung, Krishna say tumara Krishna deite para, tumara shakti ache. Ami to kangal. Kangal means? I have nothing. No? Krishna, Krishna boli, para. Krishna is yours and you have the power to give him to anyone you wish. I am poor, I am wretched and running behind you shouting Krishna, Krishna. So this is the position of the spiritual master, that Krishna belongs to the devotee. 
and the devotee can give Krishna to anyone. Krishna himself does not give to the devotees. There's three ways of getting uh, devotee, uh, actually, bhakti. What are those three ways? Two ways, actually. Huh? One is Krishna himself gives it to you. And the other one is the devotees give you. How many times have you heard that Krishna has directly given his mercy to the devotees? Very seldom you read that, right? But all the time you hear that the devotees are able to actually do that. You hear so many pastimes of Narad Muni, the Mriga, what was that? The hunter. He was so sinful. And Narad Muni gave him Krishna Bhakti. So this is the qualification of devotional service. You can, anyone can get it. You, for example, if you want to do DTO ship, if you are in India, for example, if you wanted to do DTO ship, you have to be in a mild body. Am I right? Women are not allowed on the altar. Brahmans, you have to be a Brahman. If you are a Chatriya Vaishya, you can't go on the altar. But for Bhakti, anyone can do that. A child can do it. Even an animal can do bhakti. Do you know of any animals who became great devotees? See the elephant, right? So, and one of the greatest devotees whom people worship all over the world. Who is that? No, I'm talking about a devotee. Ganesh? Uh, Ganesh is just the faces. Eh? Hanuman. Isn't that? He's in the body of a, and everyone worships uh, Hanuman. So, for devotional service, there is no restriction. Anyone can actually attain that. This is the power of devotional. And who gives devotional service? Bhakti, uh, who gives bhakti? The devotees. And the spiritual master, that's why he is power. And we are living example. You know, we come from all different backgrounds. We, some come from the West, you know, all women, male, it, there's no restriction. Srila Prabhupada has given this devotional service to everybody. And we are all able to actually chant. You know. um, people who are not devotees, people who are envious of Krishna, they even cannot chant the name of Krishna. You see those people who are very envious, especially Maya Vadis, they cannot change the name or change the name of Krishna. But here, you know, everyone, little kid, you know, just like, hey, Hare Krishna, come on, Hare Krishna. See, everyone can change Krishna's name, you know. Savior was supposed to give class today, you know. <laughs> Krishna is unlimited. No one can catch him. Can anyone catch Krishna? Devotees can, can, who, who caught Krishna? Yashodamaya caught Krishna, right? So Krishna is so merciful that no one can catch him. But if you follow the devotees, you can catch Krishna. So just like Yashodamaya caught Krishna, you know, when Krishna was stealing Makan and he was running away and Mother Yashoda caught him, we can also catch Krishna if we follow in the path of his devotees. So, Srila Prabhupada, just like Srila Prabhupada, they say, oh, only Yashoda Maya catch Krishna. Did Srila Prabhupada catch Krishna? 
Where did he hide him? Where did? In his heart, in his books. And this is why, you know, all the deities, these are extension of Srila Prabhupada's heart. So unless he had them, how can he actually reveal to them? So Srila Prabhupada has Krishna in his heart, and that's how we are able to get it. This is how merciful is. This is how the main thing is that why Srila Prabhupada's teaching and everything is so powerful. It is because it's in the parampara. It's a disciplic session. There's a direct connection. Unless we got the knowledge in disciplic succession, unless we get the knowledge from parampara, it does not. It's not effective. Just like these wires, these electricity wires, they have got wires running there. If it is not con connected to the uh, powerhouse, if it is not connected to the generator, will there be any power in there? So this light it could look nice, beautiful, everything, there's no difference there. But because it's not connected, it is just a, just a decoration. You know? So if it is, the knowledge is coming from parampara, then it has effect in there, there's light in there, there's potency in there. And we are very fortunate that we are able to, uh, we are in part of a parampara. So there are how many paramparas? There are many paramparas, but there are four Vaishnava paramparas. I was talking to somebody, I was talking to my brother-in-law and he said, oh, I'm reading uh, uh, Shiva Puran. I said, oh, very, and he was started reading, he's into all that, and I said, oh, you want to stay in this material world, you know. He said, what do you mean, you know, I said, in Krishna, Bhagavad Gita, in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna, what does he say? If you worship the demigods, where do you go? Yeah, you know, Pitras, you go to the Pitralok, Indra, if you worship Indra, you go to Indralok, you know. So if you worship Shiva, where do you go? And where is that? Kailash, where is Kailash? In the material world or in the spiritual world? So you're going to stay here. I said, if you worship Parvati, then you're going to stay in this material world. Where do you want to go? You know? Um, one of my relatives, he was uh, big worshippers of Lord Shiva, you know, and he was talking to my brother Ramchandra Prabhu, and he was explaining his, his very subtle way, and he said, so what do you, you know, he said, we worship Lord Shiva. He said, uh, so in your next life you're preparing to be, who are associates of uh, Lord Shiva? Huh? Ghost and all those people. He said, you're preparing to be one of those because those are the associates of Shila, uh, uh, Lord Shiva. And he said, that is true, you know. I worship them and I get so many terrible dreams of those, all those things, you know. <laughs> and it's true because you are associating with them and whoever is with them, you, they become your association. So he said, yeah, it makes sense. So he said, if you worship Krishna, then you won't have all this problem. You're going to go to the Vaikuntalag. If you worship Vishnu, Narayan, you go to the spiritual world. And it's such a simple statement, you know. He, just like Bhagavad Gita, if you just understand that whomever you worship, you're going to end up there. And if you want to be, uh, be associates of ghosts and all those things then, and you want to stay in the cemetery, uh, you know, that's where actually uh, Lord Shiva stays. You know, if you want to put the ashes of the dead people, then that's where you're going to end up. If you want to get out of this material world, if you want to have that ocean of 
bliss that Krishna, that Srila Prabhupada is talking about here, then you have to worship Vishnu, you have to worship Krishna. Does that make sense? So there are different sampradayas, there are four sampradayas, right? And different sampradayas take you to a different level. So people think, oh, I can be a... Depends what you want. So what does Raman, Ramanuja sampradaya, Vaishnava sampradaya, where, what does it do? Where, what level does it take you to? There are four, five different rasas, alright? Santiras, Daseras, Sakiras, Vatsaleras and Madhuriras. Srila Prabhupada says, this is his words, they appreciate some Ramanuja Sampradas, they appreciate the servant of, of the Lord up to the Sakheras. Right? That means Vishrambha Sakya, with awe and, awe and uh, reverence, Santya, Dasya and Sakya. So if you are, those who are followers of the Ramanuja Acharya, go up to this particular level. Ballava Acharya, they are Vatsaleras. Whom do the Ballava Acharyas worship? Ladugopal, Bal Krishna, no? So that's the parent and child relationship, that's Vatsaleras. But Madhu Acharya Sampradaya, they have got up to the Madhuriyaras. So if you really look at it, and this is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come to give us, the Madhuriyaras. Everyone has got some relationship with Krishna. Does that make sense? Everyone has some relationship with Krishna. And our relationship with Krishna is unique. In other words, there is no two person who has the same kind of relationship with Krishna. So we, Krishna wants to enjoy with us or us in a particular way. And it's very specific. And it's one of those five rasas. So a little bit of mixture, this and that, but there are five rasas like that. But the highest topmost relationship is Madhuriya Ras. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given us Madhuriya Ras. What is Madhuriya Ras? Gopi, basically Gopi Bhav, you know, or Brajbasi Bhav. And more specifically, what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu given, has come to give us? Radha Bhav. So this is the input. The method of worship is, they are done by the gopis. Braj Vadu. That is the best. There is no better process of worship than the method adapted by the gopis. They are always thinking of Krishna. This is what the gopis do. They are always thinking of Krishna. What are they thinking? Krishna has gone to the pasturing ground. Right? They're thinking Krishna has gone. And does Krishna wear shoes? No. Right? And they said, we put Krishna's feet on our breast. And we feel our breast is so hard. Krishna's feet is so soft. And now he's walking on these grounds. And there are pebbles there. How many have you been to uh, Vrindavan? You know, if you go outside, you find a lot of thorns. I, you know, I was, when I was going there and I said, how come there's so many thorns in Vrindavan, you know? And then sometime when we're doing prakrima, if there's a dry branch and somebody steps on it and the thorn goes, you know. And I was saying, just if the thought comes out, you know, Krishna is also walking on this, you know. Is he going through the same pain as we are? 
But the devotee, if we think Krishna is God, then he is not. But if we think Krishna is just an ordinary person, and if I am suffering, then what does that mean? Krishna is also suffering. Krishna is also going through the pain. This is what they are thinking whole day, and they are crying. This is the mood of the gopis. They don't see, this is the difference between Brajpasis and every, you know, Dwarkavasis or even Mathura or Vaikundadam. Everywhere they know Krishna is God. So when Krishna appeared, where did he appear? In Mathura, right? How did he appear? Hmm? He appeared in his full form. He appeared in his forehand, you know. He was fully dressed. He had all the um, ornaments on. The, you know, he appeared as Narayan. He didn't appear as a little baby. And they show, uh, Devaki Maya, you know, they started worshipping. They started offering prayers to her. So they know he's God. And Devaki, out of parental affection, by the power of Yoga Maya says, please don't stay like this, you know, become a little baby, you know. Otherwise, comes are going to come and, and no, that won't be good for you. So that was, but they always knew that Krishna is God. But did Yashodamaya know Krishna is God? If you read, uh, read uh, Krishna book, uh, Prabhupada says that Krishna at the same time appeared in Vrindavan as son of Mother Yashoda. How many of you heard that? We think that Krishna is only appeared in Mathura, but did Krishna appear at the same time in Vrindavan? Because Krishna, the Vrindavan Krishna never leaves Vrindavan. He's always there. You know, when uh, uh, Akrura came to take Krishna and they went to the, is that the Bishram Ghat? Right? Then Akrura had a, take, took a bath and then he saw that Krishna and Balram were in the water. And then he came out and Krishna and Balram were also on the, on the chariot waiting there. So he was confused, then he realized that there's two Krishnas. So when the Vasudhi Krishna went to Mathura, Vrindavan Krishna never leaves Vrindavan. Because if he left Vrindavan, then all the Brajabhas is going to die, you know. They cannot live without Krishna for a moment. So this is, you know, if you read um, Jiva Goswami and, um, and uh, Vishwanath Chakravarti has actually elaborately explained how it is like that. And this is why Yogmaya, who is Yogmaya known here as? Subhadra. And this is why Subhadra is said to be Krishna's sister. You know? So Subhadra appeared and basically Yashoda Maya had two children, but she did not know. So uh, Yogmaya went to Mathura, was taken by uh, Vasudev while Krishna was still there and this Krishna merged into the other Krishna so nobody knew about it. <sighs> So this is what our Sampradaya is teaching us. Our Sampradaya is teaching us Gopi Bhav, Radha Bhav. This is the topmost of that. So Acharya says, at the moment we have to understand, we have to learn, we have to realize that Krishna is God. Then if you follow this Sampradaya, at one point what do you have to do? 
you have to forget that Krishna is God. So if you want to be a Brajbasi, then you have to forget Krishna is God. Because that love is much, much higher. At the moment we have to realize Krishna is God, so we can get out of this material world. But then a time comes when you have to forget that, that Krishna is God, so that you can love him unconditionally, not because Krishna is God, because you, purely because you love Krishna, on that, on that basis. So we should understand that we all have a particular relationship with Krishna. And we should actually, uh, it says, Raso Vai Shaha, Krishna has reservoir of all places. If we want wants to get that mellow, then he has to become, to become spiritually blissful, you have to go to the ocean of mercy, ocean of Ras. And that's what Krishna is. But we cannot imitate that, oh, I'm a great devotee, I know I'm getting all the ecstasy and things like that. You, we don't feel the ecstasy when you pray to Krishna, when you chant the Mahamantra, we don't feel all the ecstasy that the scriptures are talking. Why? Because we are not qualified yet, we are not pure yet. Our senses haven't been purified yet. So when you become pure, then you're going to feel all those things. Just like the six Goswamis, you know, we hear about the pastime about um, uh, who is Sivas. You know, when he was listening to the Bhagavatam, who was uh, was reciting the Bhagavatam? Know that pastime, and he offended him. Devananda? No. Devananda, right? Devananda was reciting Bhagavatam and uh, Sivas actually went there and when he was listening to he became all aesthetic and all the symptoms of you know Sattvic Bhav started coming in and his disciples they took him outside and because of that offense he created that offense he did not get Krishna Prem until uh, Bhakreshwar Prabhu he um, favored him again because he did some service to him. Bhakreshwar Prabhu, he used to dance for 72 hours continually. So uh, Devananda was just trying to protect everybody, creating a space so nobody could disturb. And then he became pleased with by that. And then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, just because you saved him, you're going to get this Krishna Prem. So this is how important it is to save Krishna and his devotees. Just by a little bit of service, by saving Prabhupada's mission a little bit, you make great as advancement. What is our situation in uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita in uh, Madhalila? Nine, chapter 19, it tells us what is our situation. And he says, Brahmande Bharamite Hone Konak Bhagwan Jeev Guru Krishna Prasade Pai Bhakti Lavta Bij. So, in this Brahman, what is this Brahman? Brahman is upper, you know, lower system. We, are, we have been going up and down all the time. 
and we sometimes we are in the heavenly planet, sometimes we go in the lower planet, and this is what our situation is. This is, we have been going, wandering up and down all the time. But when we have the mercy of Guru and Krishna, so by the mercy of Krishna, when you have a little desire, okay Krishna, I have had enough, I want to get out of this material world, then what happens? Krishna allows you to meet a devotee of his. So by Krishna's mercy, you get a guru. And by guru's mercy, because then the guru starts training you, whom do you get? Krishna. So this is how it is done. Now we are very fortunate, our situation, anyone who is here has been favored by Krishna. Krishna has given us an opportunity to meet devotees, to meet a guru. Now we have to follow the instruction of Guru. We'll have to follow the instruction of Srila Prabhupada so that we can get Krishna and get out of this material world. This is basically the process. Krishna has done his bit. Now it is our, you know, whether you take one lifetime, hundred lifetime, that is up to you. But this movement is powerful, so powerful. We have seen so many people who have done some service to this movement. When they're leaving their body, there's so much help. Devotees are there chanting. You know, so many things is going on. You know, um, and not only devotees. It is also relatives of devotees. You know, people send prachadam, uh, mala, you know, uh, um, people are chanting there just because they are parents or relative devotee. You know, all the time we get mails, please pray for this one, this is about to leave their body. How many devotees are praying? When a devotee prays, doesn't, don't you think Krishna actually listens to the prayers? So this is how powerful it is. This is how effective it is. If they are even relatives of devotees, then how much effective is when you actually are a devotee? You look at that pastime, I always think about this. This is what gives me hope. In uh, Krishna Leela, the Putna pastime. Who was Putna? In previous life. And what did she desire when she saw Bhaman Dev? She said, Bhaman Dev is so beautiful. I've, and he, because he was in Dove, he was like a little kid. And he said, I feel like I want to take him in my lap and breastfeed him. He, she had that madly nevatsalya mood in, in her. And then what did Bhaman, do, Bhaman Dev did? In three steps he took everything. Not only that, he made Bali Maharaj, he captured him. You know, and he tied him up, and the sister looked at him and says, what kind of a child this is, you know. Might as well give him poison and kill him, you know. So just to fulfill those two desires that she had, and they were pure desires, when Krishna came, and she came as Putna, she, Krishna allowed her to do both of those. Breastfeed her, and also give, her, uh, give him poison. But Krishna is so perfect. He does not see what the bad things we do. He only sees the good things we do. Just see has that Batsaleras. What did he do? He gave the position of a nurse. Same position as Mother Yashoda. Similar position as Mother Yashoda. 
So this is how merciful. So if Putna can get so much mercy just by thinking and then trying to feed Krishna poison and get that, we as devotees, you know, we are trying to save Krishna, whatever little, you know, give, you know, pick a flower, give it to Srila Prabhupada, you know, cook something nice for Srila Prabhupada, you know, do some offering for Krishna. Don't think Krishna will appreciate that? So we should not, we should leave it to Krishna, but we should hope that, okay, Krishna, you should pray to Krishna like that, you know. I'm not as great as Putna, you know. But please accept this. You should come like that. So we should have hope that it's going to happen. When you have hope, then Krishna will act. Because when you have hope, what does that mean? You're going to surrender. Does that make sense? Faith. This, this, the word Sharda is very powerful. Sharda is basically means faith. And as our faith matures, as we become more faithful, you know, as we have more faith in Krishna, then our devotion increases. What does Bhagavad Gita say? What is the end of Bhagavad Gita? What is the conclusion of Bhagavad Gita? Sarvdharam Paritija, right? Abandon all variety of religion and maamekam sharanam braja. Surrender unto me. So what does surrender mean? There are six stages of surrender. Did you know that? The six stages of surrender. What, what is that? Okay, the first one is, so we're going to relate this because we are talking about Prahlad Maharaj. These six things, we're going to relate it in um, in relation to Prahlad Maharaj. So the first one is accept everything that is favorable to Krishna consciousness. And the second one is reject everything that is unfavorable to Krishna consciousness. So how did Prahlad Maharaj uh, fulfill this statement? How did he surrender onto that? He accepted the instructions of Narad Muni. Isn't that right? This is what we are talking about. Narad Muni is preaching, you know, what did he learn in the womb? So whatever instruction that Narad Muni had given, Plad Maharaj, Maharaj accepted that. And what did he reject? He rejected the instructions of the teachers, the demon teachers, isn't that right? And his own father. Why? Because they were not favorable to Krishna consciousness. So this is how we should do. We should accept those things that is favorable to Krishna consciousness and we should reject those things that are unfavorable to Krishna consciousness. So this is the first stage of it. So when you actually have this faith, you said, okay, I want to become Krishna consciousness. These are the some things we do. What did Prabhupada said? Change 16 rounds every day. Associate with devotees. Read his books. These are the things that are favorable to Krishna consciousness that we should accept. What are the unfavorable things? What did Prabhupada say there? No meat, no fish, no eggs, no intoxications, the four no's, he said. So these are the things that are unfavorable to Krishna consciousness. 
So this is the first level of. So anybody who has done that, thinking that Krishna is God, he's taken the first step. Then what is the next one? Have complete faith that Krishna will always protect you. Now this is the most powerful thing. When we read the pastime of Prahlad Maharaj, this is the most powerful thing. This is what I get from his pastime, that Prahlad Maharaj had complete faith that Krishna will protect him. He had no fear. And Krishna actually helped him like that. I had somewhere, I, I don't know where, that when, um, for example, you know, when he was put in the pit with all the deadly snakes, was he scared? Why wasn't he scared? Because he knew Krishna is in the heart of even the snakes. And if Krishna wants, the snake gonna bite me. If Krishna doesn't want, nothing gonna get. So if Krishna wants to protect someone, no one can kill that person. And if Krishna wants to kill someone, no one can protect him or her. So we have to understand this. If we have faith in Krishna, then you won't be fearless. You can go and do anything as long as it's favorable to Krishna consciousness. And this is what Srila Prabhupada did. He traveled all over the world. He preached. No. He didn't care, you know. Sometimes Prabhupada said, follow the rules of the state. And sometimes said, I don't care about the rules. <laughs> you know, we follow Krishna's rule, you know. Everything belongs to Krishna. Everything used be, should be used in Krishna, uh, in Krishna's service. If you have time, it, this is a very nice uh, pastime where His Holiness Tamal Krishna Goswami, in his, one of these last Vyas Puja offering, uh, I think in uh, Hungary they had that program with uh, Shivaram Maharaj. He's talking about the 26 qualities of Krishna. So he's the only one speaking. And he's speaking in an opposite way, saying how Srila Prabhupada did not have these qualities. So he's just like, you know, sometimes the Goswami says something else, just like he said, if you want, unless you want to actually, what is that, um, where he said, if you see Govinda, you know, if you don't want to get out of this material, if you want to enjoy this material, do not go and see Govinda who is at the bank of Yamuna. Isn't that right? So it's saying in opposite ways that if you want to, you go there, if you see him, you're going to get out of this material world. So he was explaining everything in an opposite way. And it's very nicely done. And he was saying, one of the qualities of Prabhupada is that he was always honest. And I was talking about sometimes he did not care about the rules. So once the bank accidentally put $20,000 extra in in this account, Prabhupada's account, you know. And then the bank manager, you know, said, okay, we have accidentally, can you reverse the money, you know. Prabhupada said, no. <laughs> it's, so the way Prabhupada's seeing is, you know, um, it's Krishna's money. It should be used in Krishna's service. And he even wrote, he quoted some verses from Prabhupada where he says that a devotee should be honest, you should only take whatever is your share, you know. <laughs> Prabhupada said, it doesn't matter, everything belongs to Krishna and it should be used in Krishna's service, you know. And I don't think he gave the money back, you know. <laughs> so, 
that's a very nice one if you actually have time actually go you know if you go to scone desire tree look for tamal krishna maharaj and then uh, you look at i think uh, janmashtami or something like that and you'll find it in there you know so what we have to do is basically to uh, understand this thing surrender right so we're talking we have covered three right what is the fourth one the fourth one is we have to understand that krishna will always maintain us yeah. uh, hirnakashpu put prahlad maharaj you know he basically stopped feeding him and everything and he was completely healthy so krishna does maintain everyone what once lakshmi devi was saying you know vishnu you say you maintain everybody so she said i i might i should test him see i heard that you know so she put some ants in a bottle you know hid them away and then a few days later she went to say that the ants had food in there you know and then she realized okay yeah he does maintain everybody so if we have complete faith that krishna will always protect us and always maintain us then we do not work extra hard running for all those things we just try to make our life simple we try to make our life as much as krishna conscious as possible and the goal should be to get out of this material world not running after all this material stuff and then the fifth one so that that's the fourth one by doing all these things what you develop is humility prahlad maharaj was so humble his father his teachers they were uh, torturing him but he accepted that he did not curse them and in the end when uh, his father was killed by narsingadev what did he do when uh, narsingadev says what boom you want what do you want what did he ask for what did he ask for he said please my lord this is my father he is a demon but please take him to how humble is that somebody tortured him you know somebody does a little bit to us you know we have immunity for the rest of our life you know we should understand that whatever we are going through our life the only person who is responsible for is there who is who hmm who is responsible for whatever you are going through me we are responsible for nobody else is it is your karma it's your destiny you did something wrong you are suffering it why you blame somebody else the only thing is the other person had that mentality so krishna used him in that way if you kill somebody in in a car accident and you are supposed to kill in this like you know other that person kills you somebody else kills you you kill somebody this is your punishment so just like when the judge says that okay this person should be hanged for a murder he has committed should the judge be responsible for whatever is done no you kill somebody you are suffering for it so same way we should understand that now prahlad maharaj could understand that if you are humble you understand that whatever is happening is by providence then you won't be affected in that way does that make sense so if you can understand this so rather than picking on somebody for anything that goes wrong in our life you look at yourself i am responsible for it what did i do to de- deserve this and what should i what shouldn't i do so that i don't go through this again otherwise we keep blaming others 
And as long as we blame others, we don't actually make any progress. Does that make sense? And the sixth one, and the last one, the most important is that you see that what I have said in there earlier is that you only do things that are going to please Krishna. So you wholeheartedly, whatever pleases Krishna, are going to do. And that's the prayer of uh, Radharani, you know. Doesn't matter whatever the situation is, whether Krishna is with me or present with me or whatever, He is my worshipable Lord in all situations. So this is what we understand from Bhagavad Gita. This is what we understand from personalities like Prahlad Maharaj. So when we actually read this, don't take this just as a story. Try to understand what is the message that is coming through here. Okay. So, should we stop here? Any questions, any comments, any corrections? Do you have the mic? Thank you for the class, Prabhu. Um, just wondering regarding worshipping Lord Shiva as uh, the topmost Vaishnava, because superior to worship God is worshipping his devotees. Mm -hmm. and Lord Shiva is a devotee, mm -hmm. the topmost Vaishnava. Mm -hmm. So by doing that, doesn't mean that I'll, I'll go to, uh, I'll get the association of the ghost or very nice question, actually. Uh, when Radha Krishna Prabhu was here, we I asked the same question, you know. So you asked the same question I asked. You know. But when you look at majority of the people in the world, what do they? Why do people worship Lord Shiva? To get something, right? They don't worship. They don't Lord, worship Lord Shiva because he's a Vaishnava. They worship Lord Shiva because they want something material. And it's very easy. What one of his name is Ashu Ashutosh. What does that mean? Very easily pleased. And when he gets pleased, who gets more pleased? When Lord Shiva is worshipped very nicely, who gets more pleased than Lord Shiva? Parvati. The wife gets more happy because the husband is worshipped. And what does she do? The whole world belongs to her. She gives you all the material appliances and things like that. But if you worship Lord Shiva as a Vaishnava, then that is different. And do we worship Lord Shiva as a Vaishnava? Gopeshwar, you know, in Vrindavan, he's worshipped like that. But we do not see Lord Shiva as, we see Lord Shiva as a devotee of Krishna. Now, if you see one of the four sampradayas, one of the sampradayas is Rudra Sampradaya. So he's a Vaishnava Sampradaya. And if you follow that Sampradaya, it takes you to Krishna. So we worship Lord Shiva in that way. Like Siri, Siri Sampradaya. Now, if you are saying we shouldn't worship Lord Shiva, then Lord Brahma is our, uh, the beginning of our Sampradaya. But if they take you back home, back to Godhead, if, they, if you see them as devotees of Krishna, then you can worship everybody. We worship Prabhupada. Don't we? We worship our uh, spiritual masters. We do Vyas Puja. But why do we worship them? 
because they are Vaishnavas, because they are devotees of Krishna. So anything in relation to Krishna we should accept it and anything not in relation to Krishna we should reje reject it. So demigods, Lord Shiva is regarded as, as one of the demigods. If you're going to worship demigods in that sense you want some material then it is not recommended. But if it is, you treat uh, Lord Shiva as a Vaishnava, as a devotee, then it is, okay. Uh, at the same time, we see that Vygotsky is a devotee, and he see what is favorable, mm -hmm. he can eventually, gradually, uh, uplift the consciousness of the worshippers who don't have the proper consciousness. Yeah, so he does. He is there. Yeah, he does well. that, but generally, it is, see Lord Shiva, when you see Lord Shiva, what is he doing? Meditating. What is he meditating on? Now if you are chanting here nicely and somebody comes and says, Hey Mataji, can I have this? What do you do? Yeah, take it, you know, go. So that's what Lord Shiva does. He's so much engrossed it and people want, I want this, take it, take it, you know, just get out of my way. And sometimes he even doesn't think what he's giving. There's a demon who actually said, I want a boom. He said, what do you want? He said, I want to put my hand on somebody's head and their head's going to blow up. He says, okay. <laughs> and what does this guy say? Oh, Parvati is next to him. She looks so beautiful. I might as well kill him so I can get her. Now he's trying to put his hand on Lord Shiva's head to kill him. And then Lord Shiva is saying, oh, this is, I'm having a problem. Then he runs to Vishnu and Vishnu said, you really trust him? Try it, put it in your hand, on your head, nothing going to happen. And then he kills himself. So Lord Vishnu, you know, even um, who was, you know, Lord Narsingadev, uh, Brahma gave a boon, you know, like that. So, so many demigods give boons and things like that, does not help. But your point is also right. When Lord Shiva sees the other person is qualified, he does help. There was a devotee of Lord Shiva who was a great devotee of Lord Shiva. And what happens is that um, he becomes pleased with him. So he says that, okay, you go to Vrindavan. This happened 500 years ago when Sanatan Goswami was there. You go to Vrindavan. Um, at Gobardhan, there's this devotee, his name is Sanatan Goswami. Go and see him and ask him what is most precious, give it to me. So he goes there, Sanatan Goswami is there, and he says, okay, this is the situation. Um, Lord Shiva has sent me, can you give me more, what is most precious? So Sanatana Goswami says, okay. He had one of those chintamanis, pars, pars, you know. You touch that stone to iron, it becomes into gold. He says, it is there, there was some rubbish on the side. He said, just look there, it's that one, you know. So he takes it and he's going. Then on the way, and he told him how it works. So this guy is really happy, he said, oh, I can get unlimited amount of gold now. I just have to touch it on the uh, iron and it's going to turn into gold. But he was intelligent. He says, if it was of importance, why was it in the pile of rubbish? So he said, looks like he did not give me the most important thing. Then he went back and he said, I don't think you gave me the most important thing. And uh, then Sanatan Goswami says, if you want the most important thing, take that stone, throw it in, in uh, Yamuna. So once he threw, he said, then he came back. He said, and what did he give him? Hare Krishna Mahamantra. So yes, but generally it doesn't happen, depending what you are asking for. 
you know. There's a lot of times uh, uh, the de uh, demigods, even Parvati actually helps devotees, but who are qualified? Not everyone. Uh, who was the who was the devotee who challenged uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Keshav Bharti? No. No, no, the other one, the one who... Keshav Kashmir. Now he was a worshipper of um, Saraswati. And then finally she came in a dream and got him realized that, hey, I'm nothing. You know, there's another pastime where a worshipper of Parvati she was, he was such a nice devotee that Parvati would personally come and accept his uh, offerings. And one day she did not come, so his whole night he's worshipping, you know, and there. And the next day when she comes, he said, what happened? I worshipped you whole night, he did not come. He said, what can I do? Near your door, there was a Vaishnava sleeping. I could not cross over. And she said, you're so powerful. He said, no. These Vaishnavas are even more powerful than me. So by her mercy, she explained the position of Vaishnava and the position of Krishna, and that's how it But it does not happen that often. If it was, then most of us who are worshippers of Shiva, they won't have opulence, they would be devotees of Krishna. Does that make sense, Mataji? Yeah, I also was thinking, but there is a, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita also glorification of the association of pure devotees. Mm -hmm. That by even a second association of a pure devotee can eradicate many, many sinful reactions and give you the opportunity to practice devotional service. So considering that Lord Shiva is not ordinary devotees, topmost Vaishnava, pure yeah. devotee. Even those who are worshipping him or getting, trying to get his association in the different ways, with different motives, they also get some benefits for that, based they, on that statement yeah, of Chaitanya Charitamrita. They do get them, but he will give you what you want. But generally what I am saying is, the worshippers of Lord Shiva ask for material opulence and that's what he gives them. But he, that can happen. It might not happen from what we can see in the world. But if you worship Krishna, you will definitely get. So why take that chance? You know? Worship Krishna, chant Mahamantra, do what Srila Prabhupada has told. You know, even you, uh, you worship Lord uh, Shiva's prayers. You recite that prayers and he says, uh, the prayers he recited to you know, he was telling, if you recite these prayers, you go back to God. But you have to see what you want. And majority, I'm talking about majority of the people. Yeah, that's what they want, so that's what you get. And unless you uh, have association of devotees, if you, unless you understand Lord Shiva is the Param Vaishnava, you don't get that benefit. Generally, you don't get that benefit. Otherwise, why is everybody here? We all worship Lord Shiva, we all worship Parvati. Why we are still here? Okay. Any, anyone else has question? Hare Krishna Prabhupada, thank you for the nice class. Prabhupada, you mentioned how only devotees can give bhakti, so it's much better to approach the devotees and to approach Lord Krishna like Narad Mani. 
But probably see even devotees, they can't do much. Like we have to go to Krishna only for protection. Like we see in the case of Uttara, she went to the Pandavas um, and they said they couldn't do anything. And they said to go to Krishna, he could only protect her womb. So how come devotees are more powerful than Krishna? Because Lord Shiva said so. What did Lord Shiva said? He said, worship of Vishnu is the highest. But higher than worship of Vishnu is? Vaishnava. See, this is the thing. Krishna, a bhakti means that Krishna becomes a follower of the devotees. The devo Krishna becomes under the control of the devotees. And Krishna does not want to be like that. But the devotees, so a devotee can give that devotion, that bhakti, and then Krishna comes on, under the control of the devotee. So this is why he is powerful, the devotee is more powerful. Why is he more powerful? Because he has Krishna with him. So again, everything comes from Krishna. But when a devotee says, Prabhupada says, you know, Sevi has done so many nice service, he comes to Bhagavatam every day, make this our last life. Will Krishna say no? If you go and pray to Krishna and say the same thing, what are the chances of that happening? Does that make sense? So devotees are very powerful in that way. They can give Krishna to you. And then Krishna becomes yours. You know, and especially this movement, you know. Uh, what Srila Prabhupada has come, you know, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu 500 years ago predicted that his name will be spread all over the world. And that person is Srila Prabhupada. And we only sometimes, we just, we stop there. It's not only Srila Prabhupada. It's all the gurus. They also helped. You know, Jepataka Maharaj, you know, all those great devotees, you know, Loknath Swami, you know, um, you know, Tamal Krishna Maharaj, how much they did. And when Srila Prabhupada left, and anybody who distributes Prabhupada's book, they're all helping in that movement. So it's only not that Prabhupada is the leader, but we can all be part of what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said 500 years ago. Does that make sense? So yes, everything comes from Krishna, but the devotees can give unlimited. Krishna might be, you know, a bit hesitant on what to get, but the devotees can give what, you know, as much as, more than what we deserve or what we desire. Take Any other question? Thank you. A devotee who carries Krishna always is more powerful than Krishna. The, yes, because the thing is that when we say Krishna comes under the control of the devotee, what basically means is that whatever the devotee desires, Krishna does it. That is the most powerful thing, you know. So it, still it comes from there, just like if you are a friend, friend of the king and you are in charge of the treasury and whoever wants to something, he'll give you. King might say, oh, okay, but the, you know, say, it's not mine, you know. You know, just like when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came, I was reading, um, uh, I think, Gaur, Gaur Govind Maharaj. He was explaining, you know, when Krishna came as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when Krishna came as Krishna in Bhagavad Gita, he says, Sarv dharam parit ekam surrender unto me, then I'm going to give you devotion. 
But when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came, he came a mood of Radharani and he's saying that, oh, this is bhakti, it doesn't belong to me. It's Radharani's. So I don't have to worry, I can give to whoever wants as much as they want. So devotees are like same thing. Now that's what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is saying. I can give Krishna, I can give uh, uh, the Braj Bhakti, even though we are not qualified for it, because the devotees can do that. So in that sense, yes, devotees are more powerful than Krishna. Okay. So we, anyone else is, no? So we'll stop here. Grantra Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Shishigav Nitai ki jai, Shishirada Ballav ki jai, Jagannath Baldev Subhada Devi ki jai, Gaur Pramanandi Rere Bhava, Panchakadra.